0: this couple, and uh, they were married for more than 50 years, and one day in their anniversary day, they were in uh, church, so the pastor is interviewing the husband, and uh, he says, well, well t- tell us the secret, you know, more than 50 years, how, how did you do it? And he said, well, you know, I love my wife, you know, I respect my wife, respect is a very important thing. And then I take her to all over the world in different trips. And, oh, everybody's clapping in the church. And uh, then uh, somebody on the audience asks, uh, what did you do? Oh, he said, well, for example, for my 25th anniversary, I took her to Beijing, China. Everybody's clapping. And, um, and then somebody asked on the audience, what did you do for your 50th anniversary? And he said, well, I went back and picked her up. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the secret that is the secret right it's been It's been a while it's been a while that i've been here i I really wish I could be more uh, here more often I, um, if if Rex is Moses, I want to be joshua wow that's that's great um, i uh, I wish I can tell you all the stories you know how God has been using grace point grace point I'm saying no grace point south, but how God is using Grace point. Because this actually is one church in two locations, and it's it's amazing. Your support, your prayers, you know, a lot of you have been involved in different ministries down there, and um, how God is using. Let me just tell you about, um, I was thinking about, you know, I'm going to talk about attitude today, and uh, so I was thinking about attitude, and I said, who reflects that in our church? I mean, so many people that come, and how God has been uh, transforming lives, and And God has been bringing people to church. Uh, When I think about attitude, I think about this lady. Her name is uh, Barbara Gregory. And um, uh, there's some of us off uh, campus people are here. Uh, She came to us maybe a year ago. And she came and uh, she uh, is very sick. The first time I met her, I went to see her at the hospital. Well, I, I met her at church, but then the same week I went to see her at the hospital because she was in a coma. She was in a coma for almost three days, so many issues, health issues. Uh, she's doing dialysis three times a week because her kidney, she has a kidney failure. and God brought her to our church, and I tell you, you know, every time she she comes to church on Sunday mornings and everybody just loves her because she can't she can even walk ten steps before she has to sit down and take a breath. She has so many issues. But she, when I open on Sunday, sometimes uh, the time for testimonies, she will get up. Every time she will get up and she will tell you about God and how God is, is, is working in her life and how God is good. It doesn't matter all the struggles, all the things that I'm going through. God is good. And if you knew her, if you see what she's been through and all her life and um, the kids and, and how she's so worried about her, her daughters, um, she's just a blessing. And it's how God has been bringing her, she brought her to church and how uh, he's been, um, God is using the church to be able to be a blessing to her. But I always keep telling her every Sunday, I say, you don't know how much blessing you are to us. You know, how much you offer with your testimony, your attitude, even in the middle of the the problems and all the struggles that are going on. She has a different attitude. Uh, So I'm going to talk about. Uh, the second most important decision that you ever make in your life. You say, well, uh, what is the first most important decision? What I'm about to tell you. But I want to start with a classic story. If you have your Bibles, uh, if not, I know it's going to be on the screen. But if you have your Bibles or your phones or anything, whatever you use, I want to start with a classic story uh, about Joshua and Caleb. And I'm going... When they went into the promised land, you're, you're, if you remember this story, most of you, God said to Moses, I am going to give you a promise. I am going to give you a promised land filled with milk and honey. Now I want, to, I want you to send 12 people just to check it out, just to see uh, what kind of strategy you are going to use. So he sends uh, Moses sends these uh, 12 people. And then when they come back, he asks them, you know, so how is it? What is it? What's what's there? And if you remember, ten of them come back and say, no way. It is impossible to to go there. There are so many giants there. They're so strong. We can't do it. We cannot do it. But if you remember, two of them had a different attitude. They came back and they say, no, no, we, we can do it. Do you remember their names? Joshua and Caleb. By the way, I, uh, I'm uh, just to, for people to talk back to me, okay? So if, if I say something, I ask, please talk back to me. What were their names? Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, right? Uh, they come back and they say, no, we, we can do it. You know, we can do this. We, we, we can win because the Lord is with us. And the Lord promised that land and he's going to give us that land. And it's interesting how God responded. Because then Moses came to God and said, God, what should we do? And God said, you see those two? Most, uh, Joshua and Caleb, you see those two? Those two are going to enter the promised land. But the other ten, the other ten are going to die. And it was because of their attitude. So let's, let's read in Numbers. Uh, if you have your Bibles, Numbers chapter 14, uh, verses 21 to 24 says, But as surely as I live, and as surely as uh, the earth is filled with the Lord's glory... Not one of these people will ever enter the land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miracles, signs, and perform I perform both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land I swore to give their ancestors. None of those who have tested me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he, ex- he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of the land. You see, see, verse 24 again says, But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. You see, what is important here is that phrase. A different attitude. Caleb had a different attitude. That's what made the difference here. Ten of them go in and say, it is impossible. But Caleb says, no, it is possible. We can do it. He has a different perspective, a different spirit, a different way of seeing things. Ten saw the impossible, but two came back and say, no, it is possible. You see, I like, I like to watch uh, successful people sometimes, and I try to look at them very closely because I want to see, you know, what is it about them that uh, makes them successful, you know, especially those who are successful in, in relationships, those who are successful in their marriage, you know, in, uh, in, in their lives. What is it that makes them successful? Is it the way they walk? Is it the way they stand? Is it the way they shake hands? Or what is it that makes them successful? See, I love to watch, because maybe two people have, um, who, who were raised in the same environment, same neighborhood, same school, they uh, read the same books, but one is successful, and the other one is not. Why? What is that? Or, or to watch two people who go to the same church, read the same Bible, go to the same Bible study, but one is used by God, and the other one is not used by God. What is it? Why? Why is that? What is the what is it that makes make some excel but others not? What is it that makes God use some in a great way but others not? God says it's something called a different attitude. It is a different attitude. The Bible says in Matthew chapter six, six. If you uh, you can see it on the screen, the eye is the lamp. The eyes are the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light with you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So what these verses are talking about is not really about your physical eyes. You see, it's not talking about the physical, but it's talking about your perspective and how you see life. And, and how you, uh, what perspective you have. The right perspective or the right attitude will affect the rest of your life. It will affect everything around you. But if you don't have the right perspective, if you cannot perceive the things the way God perceives them, then it will affect also everything in your life. It will affect all around you, everything you you do. You see, because at the end, it is not what happens to you that will affect your future, but it's how you define what happens to you, it's how you react see the situations can happen but they're all exterior, they all come but it's how you define and what you're going to do about what happens to you so the most important the first and most important decision that I will, uh, that you will ever make in your life is here it goes, the first and most important decision you need to make in your life is to follow Jesus Christ, how many of you agree with me? See, this is so important, because this will affect your eternity. It will affect and You don't play with your eternity. And if you haven't, you haven't accepted Jesus, if you, you haven't made that decision, I will encourage you to do it as soon as you can. You don't want to play with your eternity. So that's the most important decision you ever make in your life, to follow Jesus, to, to go for Him, to be His follower, because that affects uh, your eternity. The second most important decision is the attitude with which you follow Jesus Christ. That is very important too. And it's the second most important decision. The way you see life, the way you see see people, the way you see problems, you see this decision, the attitude with which you follow Jesus affects your testimony here on earth. The attitude that you show, how you express your faith, that Affects, or that makes an impact on your testimony here on Earth. Um, You're going to have a a positive attitude, or you're going to have a a negative attitude. Are you going to draw people to heaven, or you are going to be a barrier for people to come to heaven? You see, our decision to follow Christ affects our eternity, but our decision to have the attitude, uh, the right attitude to follow Jesus will affect. Our testimonies here on earth. You say, well, but is is it that important to have a right attitude? Is it that important to have a positive attitude? Well, absolutely. You say, well, but can I get to heaven even if I don't have a good attitude? Well, you can. But when you get there, Peter is going to tell John, oh, good night. Guess who just got here? (laughs) You know? You know? Do you know people like that? Do you know people that when they enter the room, it's like, you know, everybody's like, ooh, you know, he's here. <laughs> She's here. You know, there are other people that, uh, on the contrary, there are other people that when they enter the room, it's like everybody smiles. You know? it's, like, it's like everybody's happy that that person is here because it's just their attitude, the way, the way they are positive about other things, about all the things. And so it's like joy enters the room when these people who have good attitudes come, they come in. The people who don't have good attitudes, it's like joy comes in the room, but when they leave the room, right? You see, it's very important to have a good attitude. The attitude with which you serve God, you choose to serve God, is, is so critical. It is so important that God has said that if you don't have the right attitude, everyone, if you don't have the right attitude, then you stay out of His promises. You see what happened to those ten people who came and said, No, we can't. No, it is impossible to do that. There are so many people there. They're so strong. They're giants. You see what happened to them? They didn't get the land, the promise. They didn't get the promises of God. But the two, the two who says, Yes, we have a, they had a different attitude. They enter into the promises of God. You see, God has promises for you. But if you don't have the right attitude, you will not receive them. I say, God says, I have promises for your future, but you will not obtain them if you don't have the right attitude. I have a, I have a promise for your family. I have a promise for your children. But if you don't have the right attitude, you're not going to get there. You're not going to have them. It's so important to have a right attitude. That's why the Lord told, told Caleb and Joshua that, the, Joshua that they will enter into the promised land, but the other ten will not enter. The other ten were still believers, see? Because you can be a believer and have a, a bad attitude. You know that? The other ten were still believers. They were the people of God, but they didn't have the right attitude. The, the two have it. So you can, you, can, you can have faith, right? You can have faith. You can be a believer, but it's so important to have the right attitude because that's going to give you the promises, the promises of God. It is the attitude that is the most common element for successful people. It is about the attitude. It's how they express their faith. It's even more important than their gifts. You see, the attitude is more important than the gifts. Most, more important than their, your education. It's more important than how much money you have. The attitude is so important in your life. How you express your face, your, your faith. Uh, attitude is about character. You see, it shows your character. It shows really who you are. When, when things happen in your life, when situations come to your life, it's really how you react to those, those situations. It shows your character. It shows who you really are when you, when you express your attitude, how you react to the issues, how you react to the things that happen. You see, attitude will help you in, in, in how to respond to problems. When you have a problem, it can be a terrible thing, or it can be an opportunity. When a problem comes, when something happens to you, it, it can be terrible, or it can be something that you see an opportunity. You see, it's maybe something good can come out of this. There's something good that can come out. But it's how you react. It's how you see things. It's just per- your perspective of things. You see, Abraham Lincoln put it this way. He said, we can complain because roses have thorns, or rejoice because thorns have roses. You see? It's all about how you see it. It's all about how your perspective of things. For God is so important. It's, the attitude is so important. How you express your faith. Because everybody can have faith, but it's more than just having faith. It's how you express your faith. So remember, the most important decision that you ever make in your life is your decision to follow Christ. But the second more important decision is the, the, the attitude with which you follow Christ. <clears throat> so you ask, how do we build that kind of that kind of attitude? How do we do it? How do we develop that kind of attitude that pleases God? Well, I'm glad you asked. Thank you for asking. Um, I will give you three simple ways, okay? And if you uh, take notes, uh, write this down. If you don't take notes, write this down too, okay? The first um, um, thing that you can do to develop this kind of attitude, an attitude that pleases God, that pleases the Lord, is you have first to train your eyes to look for what is good. You have to train your eyes to look for what is good. You see, this is hard. This is very hard. Because all of our lives, we were trained to see only the bad things. Think about it. We are trained all of our lives to see only the bad things. You get up in the morning, and you read the newspaper, and what do you see? Good news or bad news? Usually bad news. You're always reading bad news. Then um, you go to work. You come back from work. You're having dinner in the afternoon. You turn on the TV, and you turn on the news. What do you see? You see... Bad news again. Bad news about Fort Wayne. Bad news about the economy. Bad news about the president. Bad news and bad news. So we were trained. You go to, you go to, uh, go to bed late because you want to see the news again at 10. And all you see are bad news again. So all day you've been seeing bad news. You go and have a bad rest. You have bad dreams. You get up, you get up with a bad back and with a bad attitude the next day again. Now do this for 30 years. And you see how you train. You are trained to see only the bad things. My son is saying amen to that. <laughs> you see, if you look for the bad things, all you're going to see, guess what? Guess what you're going to see? You're going to see bad things. If you look for the bad things, you're going to see the bad things. If you look for the bad things in your marriage... You're gonna see bad things in your marriage. If you come into church and you sit down, and you start looking around and see the bad things. Guess what is gonna happen? You're gonna see the bad things. You're gonna see the bad things. You know what is uh, what is interesting? Is uh, I bought a new car, uh, but it's not it's used, but it's new for me. Okay, so I, I went to buy this this car, and then uh, uh, a week later, I, well, a couple of days later, I was driving it, and I was driving, and I was just looking around, and I like, "Oh, there's a car like mine." And then I, I it was less than a mile, and, and I saw another one. And then I saw another one. And and then, you know what? What I realized is, before I had that car, there were cars like mine, too, around me. Uh, it's like they were the same amount of cars. They, 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 the same amount of cars like mine. But guess what? I wasn't looking for them. But it's when you're driving a car and you're looking for the other cars, oh, that looks like mine, that you're starting to see... That there are other cards. When you start looking for things, they're going to show up. You're going to see them. And if you look only for the bad things, then you're going to find them. You've got to train your eyes to see the good things. The good things. In fact, look at this verse. This is one of the... Just look at this verse, if you can memorize it. Um, it's in Proverbs uh, chapter 11. It says, He who diligently seeks good, seeks favor. But he who seeks evil, evil will come to him. You see? You start looking for it and it will come to you. If you look for evil, if you look for the bad things, they will come to you. It's like you become the center of gravity. They all come to you. Your eyes to see, train your eyes to see the good things. You say, but uh, what but what if I didn't grow up that way? You know, I always, uh, I'm always i used to see the bad things only, and I always had a, a negative attitude. Well, the second thing you have to do, or you have to believe, is you have to believe that you can change. Okay, this is very important. You have to believe that you can change. And instead of complaining about what is bad, develop an attitude of, what can, I, what can I do to make these things better? And instead of having an attitude, oh, this is never going to change, everything is bad, you have to develop an attitude of seeing things and see, how can I help to make things better? You see, it's a, it's a, it's a thing of your heart. It's, it's your heart. When you see something and you see the issue, don't just point out the issue. What can I do to help? That's, that comes from your heart. That comes from your attitude. Allow the new opportunity to arise and allow change to take place, whether in your marriage your family, your life, your job, your church. Allow that attitude of change. Look what Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. It says, And Jesus said to him, All things are possible to him who believes. Do you believe that? Jesus said it. All things are possible for him who believes. Who believes. So even if your eyes have been trained only to see the bad things in life, remember that you have to believe that you can change. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is working within you. He's working in your life. And He's transforming your life glory from glory to glory. I always tell people that it's true that negative things come to you. Okay, You cannot stop them. Negative things will come to you. Problems will happen. Situations will come to you. So, I'm not going to tell you, you know, everything is going to be okay, you're not going to have problems. No, you have to accept that there will be negative things. There will be problems in your life. But I always tell them, you got to be careful when you talk about your problems and your situations. You know, when they come to my office and things are happening, you cannot stop them. But I said, you know, be careful when you talk about them. Before they come out of your mouth, before, before you speak the words and you talk about your situation... Talk about it like like it's going to change. Okay? It just makes a difference. It just makes a difference when you have that attitude. If you say, yes, well, you know, I'm going through this thing. This is happening to me, but don't worry. It's going to change. It's going to change. It's happening right now, but it's going to change. Like, you know, I don't have a job, but it's going to change. God is going to provide one. I'm going to keep looking for one, and God is going to provide one. I don't have a job, but I... That's going to change. I have doubts in this moment about my, you know, the things that are happening, but that is going to change. I don't feel very good at this time, but that is going to change. I am ugly, but that is going to change. <laughs> no, well, don't deceive yourself either. Um, <clears throat> the only, The only person, the only person that prevents that prevents you from changing is you. The only person that prevents you from changing is you. When you say you can't change, that's why you can't. When you say, I cannot do that, that's why you cannot do that. When you say, well, it's not going to happen, that's why it's not going to happen. Because the attitude that you have. You can let God to change your heart. And you can let God to help you see uh, in a different way, with a different perspective. Perspective. Is this, is this helping, helping anybody? Is this? All right. All right. I feel like... Right, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have a good attitude, right? A good attitude. Um, so the first thing to develop a, an attitude that pleases God is to train our eyes to see what is good. It is very important. And the second is to have... You have to believe that you can change That you can change. And third, never give up. Never give up. You have to have that attitude. You know? Never give up. Never give up. Have the faith of Job. Even though all his friends, including his wife, told him to curse God and be done with it, he will never give up on God. You remember that story? Have you read that book? That's why God included a book in the Bible about him. Because he never gave up on God. So, yes, you're going to tell me you know, that I'm going through this. I mean, you're telling me to uh, do all these things. You do. No, I will never give up on God. I will never give up. The question really is, which way? So, it doesn't matter how much you blow up. You know, because, like I say, things are going to happen in your life. Problems are going to come. But it doesn't matter how much you blow up. The question really is, which way are your feet pointing when you hit the ground again? Where are your feet pointing again? We all blow up. We all hit walls. We all have setbacks. The question is, what are you going to do about them? Are you going to learn from them and get better? Or are you going to quit and get bitter? You see? It's how you react to things. You must choose to get better. Remember, it is not the events, not the circumstances, not the sickness. It's not the situations. It is a matter of the heart. It is the attitude. It is the character of your life with which you, uh, the faith, the way you express your faith in God. Never give up. That's what develops our spirit because it opens possibilities that allows hope to always be here. Even if you feel like you can't undo your past, you can just reconcile it. Use it as a tool to learn from you can either live in the past or cause it to be an instructor for your future. Oh, let me say that again. I don't say amen. You don't say amen. I don't know if you, you listen to this. You can either live in the past or you can cause it to be an instructor for your future. You see, don't live in the past. Things are going to happen to you, but learn from them. Get the best out of them and go move forward. Move, move forward. Never give up. Never give up. One final story. It's it's an example of the storms in our lives and how our attitude can help us move through through it and how we can choose to not give up. It says that one one day a young lady uh, was driving across the the state with her dad in the car when they saw that this blackening uh, of the clouds up ahead indicating an oncoming storm. And eventually they were right in the middle of the storm. And she asked the father, Father, what should I do? Should I pull uh, aside and stop and wait for it? He said, No, just, just keep driving. So, uh, you know, later she was in the middle of the storm. And then, yeah, the rain was coming down and was hitting the windshield. And uh, it was difficult to see. And she asked her dad, dad what, what, that was, what should I do? Should I pull up? I said, No. Daughter, just keep going, keep focused, be cautious, but keep going. Uh, later, and we, as she was driving, and it was so difficult to see. He, she started to see that, that the cars were actually pulling aside. Even the 18-wheelers were, were pulling aside because it was so difficult. And she said, well, Dad, Dad what should I do? And he said, keep going. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Well, soon later, the, that storm decreased. And, and, and just a little later, the, the sun came out. And uh, they started to see that the the storm was behind them. And now the dad says, stop the car and get out of the car. She didn't understand. She said, why? Why now? He said, well, I want you to turn around. And I want you to look back. And I want you to see all those people who are still in the storm because they gave up. But because you didn't give up, you're out of the storm. You see? You see? You don't have to give up. Just because others are giving up, you don't have to give up. Some of you are probably in the middle of the storm today, but I want to tell you don't give up. Don't give up. You don't have to give up. Jesus is with you in the car, and his presence is with you. And he keeps saying to you, Don't give up. I am with you. I am with, with you. You see, though others give up, you don't need to give up. Some of you are in the storm. Right now. But if you keep your eyes forward towards Jesus, you will get through it. C.S. Lewis once wrote this. He says, when you keep your face towards the sun and you keep walking, the shadows will always be behind you. But if you stop and turn around, your shadows will be always your future. And it's true. So keep your face forward towards the sun and keep moving forward because it's not about the storm. Is have you set your soul. Let us be a people of different spirit, a people of different attitude. And it will bring you into the promises of God. You see the other the other side of the story about your attitude and how you express your faith and how you believe in God. Because the attitude is not just about ourselves. And I don't know, but it's something in me. It's something in me that every time God speaks to me in the Bible, I always think about others who don't know Christ. I always think about that. And God is just putting in my heart all the time, people who don't know Christ. What am I doing about that? You know your attitude? Your attitude is going to make a difference in those who don't know Christ. Because it's not just about your faith. You know that? It's not just about the church. It's not about just the believers and the Christian people in your life. It's everybody who don't know Christ and you know what your attitude speaks to the people how you express your faith to them and he's gonna bring them to that to the Lord if you have the right attitude if you express your faith kind of like Joshua and like Caleb we can do it because the Lord is with us so I want you to think I want you to think and uh, at work uh, if you work I want you to think in the circle of the people that you you hang out with uh, this week or uh, that you see at the store or you go to a restaurant and you you see people at the restaurant. I want you to think about the people around you because the attitude that you have and how you express your faith in God can affect them. If you have a negative attitude, it's going to affect them too. But I want you to think about three people this week. See, I, I always I like to give assignments to, to be practical, you know, to do something with what you learn. And so I want you to think about three people who probably don't know the Lord, whatever circle you move, at work, at school, uh, uh, anywhere you move. And think about three people who don't know the Lord. And this week, I want you to go this week, and I want you to, to, to show a different attitude. Show them how you believe in God and why you believe in God. Show them that attitude that Caleb and Joshua had. And that is going to make a difference. Would you do that for for me? Would you do that for the Lord today? Would you do that for the Lord this week? You see, it's the attitude that we express. is so important. God said, these two are going to enter my promises. And the other ten won't. They will die. So God has promises for us. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for... Um, the attitude of uh, Caleb and Joshua, and how you uh, use them, and how it was in just his their generation, but how in that verse it even says that his children or their children were going to possess the land. We're going to possess um, the the promises that you had for them. So I just pray, Lord, that you will help us to have that attitude too. To help us to uh, show and express our faith with others who don't know Christ. And to think about three people this week that we can affect when we have the good attitude, uh, the right attitude, uh, and the positive attitude towards things that happen in our lives. And so, Lord, I I thank you, Lord, for um, your presence today. I thank you for how you uh, are good. I pray for all, all of my brothers and sisters that you will give them a good week. Um, and you will be with us uh, the rest of the week. Help us to be faithful to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.